0: Hello, I'm reporter Nick Raven.
1: And I'm reporter Greta Anderson Johns. This is a special edition of the 6035.
0: Out of the Box is the feature we wrote for 6035 News Magazine about Cedric Martin, a convicted felon who found art as a form of expression and escape while in prison. Through a work-release program, Martin was able to leave prison with the help of artist advocates Karen Hamer, Jana Busanich, and Chris Alvarez.
1: We were able to get Cedric in the studio today to follow up with him about how he's doing, what his life's been like lately, um, and more. Cedric, welcome to The 6035.
0: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, um, what's been up? How you, how's your life been? Yeah.
2: Um, it's been strange. It's been tumultuous. Um And it's I mean, objectively, it's pretty fascinating, like just all the different things that I don't know and the things that I thought I know that I found out I didn't. Uh Um, Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's just been a thing. It's rich and textured at this point right now.
0: Right. And you've had uh, a lot of of exposure to the outside world and how much that's changed in oh, the 22 man. years oh man yeah like you just pointed to the camera over here and it's like yeah that's a camera yeah <laughs> it's so
2: <laughs> small you know <laughs> it, wow yeah yeah technology is incredible um in the meeting i was in right before i came here um people were telling me well i i you know put you on the google doc and did um what does that mean do do i do i know what that is (laughs) and am i actually being held to account for not having found it
0: yeah
2: (laughs) um yeah it's 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 strange and some things i'm gaining some facility with um to date my favorite thing is still the fact that i can just play chess with everybody around the world (laughs) that's when i get when i get into a rough spot that's usually what i do is i just dial up chess.com and you just go from there yeah do you dial up like 10 or so games at a time and you're just like. I play one game at a time and I put everything I have into it and I I I thoroughly enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I Because um, I mean, I we, we've talked before, like I'm this kind of cerebral thing. Yeah. And you so. got a brain going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the penitentiary, I was always looking for a good chess game and then mm-hmm. they were not easy easily found and when Karen Hamer began to like uh let me play chess over the telephone like she was on chess.com so I had a presence on there before I caught out and like all of the logistics of that like oh Cedric I moved the wrong piece and
1: so no, you would tell her what moves yes to make and so I would have a board <laughs> uh
2: like we weren't allowed to have chess boards but I would have a, a homemade board. A um, uh, piece of cardboard that I colored And I made my pieces out of toilet paper And I, okay. I colored them wow. With colored pencil Just Very low budget like everything else yeah. Fitting right in the scene <laughs> um, And I would sit on my toilet And I would have the phone For you know my 30 minutes <laughs> And you know Alright Echo 4 Did you say Delta 4? No I said Echo 4 Well I moved Delta 4 Right.
0: <laughs> so, Karen, oh, <laughs> come no. on.
2: <laughs> and other times, um, I mean, when I won, it was a great I it, I don't know. It was it was it was a lovely experience all the way around. Um And then when I came out and I got to be on chess.com myself and I was like, wow, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the consummate nerd. So I'm just yeah. that's my my definite kind of comfort place right now.
0: Yeah. You just embrace everything technology right now there's just so much what's been kind of the hardest thing to adjust to besides Google Docs all
2: right so i still don't know what a google doc is <laughs> um it is the fact that entire um, how do i say it? like entire conversations and kind of ethos can mm-hmm. change without me even knowing right and then they'll be like, oh, well, you weren't part of the feed in this. And I'm like, no. Nah. And then where I thought we left a thing, whatever the thing might be, it shifted so far over so that when I dial back in, they're like, oh, yeah, no, nah, we're not doing this location anymore. We're over here. And I'm like, but I'm at the other location. Like, and where are you guys? <laughs> so it's like that multi-threaded conversations. or are you yeah. like holding across like different?
1: Something happened in chat. And yeah, you weren't looking in that's a That's yeah. exactly
2: what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, like, well, I I put it in an email, I put it in a text, and then I, like, I just recently learned how to search. So I'll put their yeah. name in, and it won't come up the way I think it should. Right. But then when I show them, I just give people my phone, like, here, show me. And they're like, no, it's right here. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm never going to understand this stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's very, it's very difficult. Uh, Happy I got an iPhone. I found out that they are notoriously um, resistant to like um, viruses and and like they, they, they watch out for you. Right. And so like some of the guys that I'm around, they'll be downloading like, oh, we can watch any movie in the world or I can download this. What is it? Um, uh. An emulator for a video game ah, thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then my 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 MacBook and my iPhone are like, nah, 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 nah. nah. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't be sideloading <laughs> these apps and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you still seem pretty comfortable speaking with people one on one, right? Like, oh yeah. When we, I mean, when we went to First Friday in January, you were like holding a crowd. Um, has that always felt comfortable for you coming out of prison, just speaking with oh.
2: people? Um, that's one of the commonalities and you know, I've um, been speaking to people in every different social strata. Right. And the people who have some similarity of a background with me, one of the things that we connect on is the, um, the fact that prison either teaches you to be an excellent communicator (laughs) or it just eats you. Right. Right. Because the consequences are so high. And so, you know, people are are, are over-the-top respectful and they are aware of what they say and how that might be taken. And if they choose to, you know, insult you, then there's no doubt. Like, they <laughs> meant no to filter. say what they said. Like, it's not an accidental anything. So, mm-hmm. the fact... That some of the skills that I gained in prison, especially along the lines of communication and, and, you know, socializing, um, even when I don't necessarily feel super comfortable. um, That's that's really comforting so that technology might astound me and and just I'll never get it. And my bike might lose its front tire or whatever is happening. Right. But. If I'm in a conversation with the person, then that's familiar territory. That's yeah. that's ground that I so I know this part. Excuse me, <laughs> I'm also a bull in the china shop. <laughs> <China. laughs> yeah. yeah. it, it can get pretty
0: tight in here. Absolutely. Have you gotten to play any other games in that while you've been out
2: too? I've tried to play. Um, I've tried to play other games. Like I really enjoy Pinochle and i just downloaded a little thing and i've been playing Pinocchio a little bit i love scrabble like scrabble mm-hmm. in my mind is up there with chess just with the variables like i love it yeah and i downloaded a scrabble thing but it's like every two words it wants to show you an ad or something so yeah. oh yeah i don't i don't play that anymore <laughs> free stuff
0: yeah so what's how has it been emotionally coming out of because November, you were, like, just getting out. We were talking to you in December and January. Was, you are still, not was like, thawing out, but, like, you're really coming out. us. How has it been in just even the months since we've
2: ch- chatted with you? The emotions have ran the whole gamut. I mean, um, not very long ago, I just started – like I'm, he might. If I wasn't in the sober living house, my brother might have thought I was drunk because I just started texting him, like, "Bro, I love you, uh-huh. like my little uh-huh. brother." Like, and uh-huh. and and so you know, he immediately called me, like, "What's going on?" And I'm all crying, like, it's just hitting me. Uh-huh. And it like so those those moments have come. Um, there's been uh, anger and frustration at some of the things, and then there's been, um. The realization that you know, my mom's not here to see this, right? Right. And I have to hope that she can. And people are really comfortable saying, "Oh yeah, she's up there." And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if she's up there or not. Like I, I don't know that. Um. So there's that. Um. It's it's there. There's been usually when I'm on my e-bike and I'm just zipping down a hill or something moments where i'm like wow i'm like i'm free Hmm. like i'm actually out of that place i'm free so yeah the emotional just entire situation is it's been again rich and textured just all over the place and fortunately i have a few people that i can you know be very very honest with um I have places I can go, uh, like the studio, Yeah, concrete couch, to suit different needs. Like sometimes if I just need to be physical on concrete couch, they always got big rocks to move or break <laughs> or whatever the case may be. And if I need, you know, that quiet contemplative mm-hmm. space in that, you know, Yana and Chris's studios, I can absolutely get that there.
1: Has your art changed at all? Because I know when you're in prison sometimes and in solitary it would reflect that experience of like darkness and being confined has it opened up more is it changing
2: i haven't created art really mm. since i've been out okay. um and that's concerning for me it's a mm. it's a thing that i'm striving to find the the place the time the facility to do because i am so just concerned with the day-to-day, like, I need to pay rent. Right. I need to show up here. I need to be accountable for this. You're very busy. And, yeah. And so mm. it feels almost irresponsible or greedy if and when I try to take time to do my art. Mm. Um, and then I'm in discussion with people who are like, yeah, no, you absolutely need to do that. Um, so it, I to answer your question, I haven't created any art, mm-hmm. not really, since I've been out.
1: Have you wanted to? Is it more about finding the, yeah, more about finding the space? Desperately.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I said that chess is my go-to. Uh, Art is traditionally my other go-to. Yeah. You know, in, in the sober living house, there are responsibilities that one has while you're there. And it's a communal, kind of socially oriented place where you're not supposed to be able to seclude yourself. And that's what I was doing my art. Yeah, um, that's mm-hmm. the, the space I was in doing my art. Mm-hmm. So um, it it can come across as kind of off putting or dismissive if I just put my headphones on and <laughs> I'm sitting there Zoning drawing out. and then, you know, the I can I can tell the vibes are changing and people are thinking, oh, yeah, he doesn't really like me or whatever. So I'll mm-hmm. take my headphones off and engage and, and be present when um, I'm working. To being able to um, have, mm, I I, I can communicate usually fairly well, but to be able to communicate to the people that that's not um, a a negative statement about them at all. Like it's not anything to do with them. It's just like if I was doing Tai Chi or Qigong, it would be very much the same. Like I'd just be in the corner doing my thing and that's what my art would be
0: you haven't been able to work on on art so much but one thing that you did like to do or as you said it was like a coping mechanism was just zone in on on a task and that so have you been able to then like kind of open up and be like all right let me be more mindful of what's going on let me recognize what the scene is and then try to engage it
2: um of a necessity i've had to do that yeah so it's not like something like oh i just want my mind to be expansive it's like (laughs) No, I'm actually on an e-bike going, like, 30 miles an hour, and I need to, like, be aware of all the things and not get hit by this truck, right? Yeah. And (laughs) seeing you on Cascade uh, headed back
0: over to the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we ran into him over there, and uh, it's like, and you're just in the turning lane. Like, you have to dominate that
1: lane.
2: (laughs) Yeah, oh, so uh, (laughs) left turns on a bike, on an e-bike were for a long time scary and Yana Bucinich when uh I I I rode with her scared the living crap out of me because she will absolutely <laughs> dominate the lane and I'm like so I, what I was doing is I would go up on the sidewalk, I'd wait for the thing and then yep. I'd go over. Yep. Like and then I'd get back on the road. Right. Uh, and yeah. so the day when you saw me was uh what I have to do to be comfortable is I look Look, look, like there's got to be no cars for a long ass way. And then I'll signal and then I'll go over to the left lane and then I'll just stay in the middle of it and just put my basically horse blinders on. right? Mm. So like, yes, did the law, I think says I can be here and I'm going to take this left turn and hopefully not die when I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. So, um, but many other times you'll see me absolutely doing the, like, I'm on the sidewalk, I'm, you know, going across, waiting for the other light, yep. and then so my my left turn usually takes a really long time.
0: You do, you dominate. Like, how often do you use the actual lanes, bike lanes, lanes over uh, there? Because Cascade they do
2: have them, so I, I I don't mind being in the bike lane. Yeah. Um, but uh, the bike lane oftentimes disappears without warning. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially downtown. And like, what do you do then? Right? Sometimes there's a nice little sign on the ground. that will say, you know, get off and walk right here. Other times it's just gone. Yep. And you're like, all right, so what do I do? Um, and I've definitely been honked at. Oh, gosh. <laughs> definitely, you know, uh, really like come like inches from being like creamed.
0: <laughs> Isn't it
2: great when you get like a van just like right here oh. like, coming past you as you're riding? So on 8th Street, um, oh, yeah, right. So, right at that intersection where you know you, you have the Midland trail going this way, and then you take that little turn, I gotta go on 8th Street to go back to my house. And so, between Cimarron and like a couple blocks, there's no bike lane right there, right? right? And so, after riding with Yana a couple times, I was like, all right, so you know, I'm allowed to be in this lane. And they definitely the riders, the drivers definitely did not agree. Like <laughs> no, because before that I had gone up on the sidewalk and I would just drive up until I see the start of the bike lane and then I'll go off the sidewalk mm. onto the bike lane. Right. Right. And like coming off Cimarron onto Eighth Street, those cars are are taking their left turn fast as hell. Right. And they're merging, and there's, like, zero room. And I'm like, ah! I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> so it's not, yeah, it's, it's definitely an adventure.
1: What has your, been your impression of the city and how much it's changed since you last saw it?
2: Um, I love my city, and I can see a lot of changes, like yeah. physical changes. Um, what we used to call the foothills, they filled them in. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know if you guys remember that, but they look like big cracks right there by where I'm talking about, Cimarron and 8th Street and going over. Mm-hmm. And they put houses on them.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, yeah.
2: Gold Hill Mesa and stuff like that up on the hill. And I'm thinking, like, those cracks were, like, God's sign. Like, don't build here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, uh, there well. was, I Yeah, I mean, they definitely built there, but there's, uh, like... <laughs> There are were, there were some geological processes that made those cracks, and I don't know that they're <laughs> done doing their thing. Um, and I've seen on Shook's Run, there was a part that I really liked where there was an overpass, and um, there was, like, a tunnel that kind of went down and so the whole tunnel is gone. The overpass is gone. All of it is gone. And they had to move like a hundred tons of earth probably to do that, right? Right. And there's a bridge going off this way, and a bridge going off that way. And I because I remember asking Yana about that particular spot, um, and she sent me pictures. And I kept thinking, like, this is not the freaking mm-hmm. part that I'm thinking of. And so now, when uh, you know, I'm riding my bike and just kind of exploring. I'm like, wow, this ooh, they changed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. one of my favorite cafes <clears throat> is just closed and boarded up. Um, it was the the Cafe La Rue and it was right down the street from my mom's building. Um, it's closed. There's a lot of homeless people. Um I feel like I see a lot of people um who are either or both um mentally disturbed or highly intoxicated. Yeah. Um and it's noticeable and that concerns me. I feel uh a responsibility to do something. Hmm. I and like I know I like who am I? Like what can I do? But it feels like a thing that does need to be addressed and in, in a I, w- I would be interested in seeing you know it addressed in a humane and helpful way as opposed to just kind of you know taking a broom and sweeping all the problem folks right yeah. you know yeah. um so yeah it's my I mean it's changed quite a bit yeah
1: for sure
2: definitely
0: and uh how often do you like get to just go out and just talk to people in the public? And that, because you have a really busy schedule, you've got places you got to be, you got to, you know, you got to be here at this time, meetings to go back to, stuff like that. But do you just go out and just chat with people? I do. Right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that I going? Do. Uh, that, like I said, those, those <clears throat> are my comfort kind of spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I believe I've mentioned it before, but I, I continually run into like amazing, awesome people, just like everywhere. And, um, so I, I, I just go with it, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm almost, uh, daily finding myself engaged in a really, really good, deep, thoughtful conversation with some random stranger and I'll never see or talk to him again. Mm -hmm. We don't like exchange information or anything like that. So, um, that part gives me hope and it reminds me that my city is incredible it is beautiful and it is full of really really good people at all the different social levels and yeah. economic levels so
0: yeah have you noticed how much brighter Walmarts have gotten in the past 20 years
2: <laughs> um I've noticed that um Walmart is so I remember when they first built the Walmart right um like 8th Street or? The one by uh, the Citadel. The Platte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like the the big thing. And um, I also remember uh, people stealing from the Walmart, <laughs> right? And I remember uh, some of the people who I was doing drugs with, they would go in and they would go to the automotive section and find some little thing with the really high price and take it from the Platte. To the A Street and get money for <laughs> oh, it. No. And then they would go to the A Street one and still and bring it to the plat one, right? And so when I go into Walmart now, like, there's this crazy self-checkout thing. <laughs> there's, like, yep. and they're, like, the people in there are also, because everybody goes to Walmart. So it's, like, uh, a cross-section of, you know, what the city It's It's almost like the pulse of the city is Walmart. Like you can get a pulse yeah. for what's mm-hmm. going on in the city. So I wouldn't say I notice how bright they are. It feels a lot, excuse me, it feels a lot smaller than I remember. Um, and I definitely believe that they've changed the arrangement. Like, oh, cause yeah. in my mind I have like a whole different idea. And I remember I used to go to the, um, the electronic section, and play video games, um, and test the sound systems, right? Yeah. And I'll turn the bass all the way up and I'd be like kind of You'd a problem. You'd be
0: that guy. <laughs> kind of a problem.
2: Um <laughs> and now it's all so different, like uh, mm, it's it's very it's it's strange. It's almost like I mean it is actually like time traveling <laughs> right yeah. like so i just got you know transported to the future like this is the future and this is what's happening at walmart now almost um, uh have you ever seen demolition man yeah it's similar you've never seen it you should see it oh yeah yeah definitely you they they put them in cry cryogenics <laughs> and then they they thaw them out after they've been you know um because they were prisoners and they after they've been you know fed this correcting programming Regiment. yeah yeah then they let him out and they're way in the future and it's, it's like the, the distant future of like 2032 yeah yeah mm-hmm. and taco bell is like a
0: fine dining establishment <laughs> it's the only one that survived the franchise yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah they don't have toilet paper they have three seashells and he's like <laughs> yeah what the hell do i do with the seashell <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so it's like emerging and taco bell is
2: everywhere it is <laughs> i mean it i mean it, it, it is. is. A, it is absolutely <laughs> like that. Like it is absolutely, oh absolutely like that.
0: Mm. Greta, do you want to ask one a uh,
2: final
1: question well, here? You, you said some things um, have angered or frustrated you. I'm curious what those are. If you could share,
2: um, I don't know that I'm at liberty to divulge them all, but it mm-hmm. just, um, very broadly and very generally, I'll say that, um. I'm, I'm very protective of the people who have helped me to come out and, um, they've chosen to walk with me and it seems as though sometimes that's leading to difficulties in their, Hmm. you know, professional lives, um, just by being associated with me. Hmm. And so that's, um, it, it. It is frustrating, it is angering, but it's also um inspiring. It means that I have to succeed, that I have to, and I have to vindicate the trust that's been placed in me. So um yeah.
1: Um, one more short sure. thing if I can. Um yeah. I'm curious if people like recognize you more now. Or people have come up to you and said, Oh hey, you're that guy that got out of prison.
2: Yeah, so some people have uh, usually, uh, probably just because of my personality type, it'll be like after two or three conversations when I get to mention and, you know, I was in prison and I, yeah. they're like, Oh wait, I saw a thing about, wait, that's you, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so that's happened. <clears throat> um, I haven't had too many people just like out of the blue, just be like, right. Hey, you're that guy. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I get um, your autograph? I need some context clues first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, curiously, my, uh, my, my case manager, uh. One of the last ones I had at CSP, um, we stayed in contact and and, um, we talk weekly and he helps keep me grounded. And I I keep going back to, you know, do you remember that day, the very first time that I met him? Because, you know, I'm sending him kites, which is what we call the little letters that we send. Um, Like, hey, this is me. And I I know everybody's probably saying this and that, but, you know, I I really have a drive. And if you could walk with me towards this parole, if you could walk with me towards changing this place where I reside. And he pulled me into the office and we had a really deep, frank conversation. And it came to me that, you know, he needed a success story just to kind of – just to prove that he hadn't wasted all them, all those years, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So that's, that's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I sent him the, 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 uh, magazine, he, uh, yeah. I mean, he, I, I say he's like Yosemite Sam, right? He's an old <laughs> Marine, old Marine vet. And every other word is a curse word. And, you know, he's country as, the day is long, right? Yeah. But he was like, "Well, oh, man, look, look." He's like, "Man," <laughs> and I, I can't even say half of what he <laughs> said because it was, it was colorful. But yeah, it was really good. Great, awesome. Well,
0: Cedric, thank you so much for being able to stop in. I know we had some scheduling stuff trying to get. I'm glad you were finally able to make it in. Thank here. you
2: for still having me after all of the.
0: No, the pleasure is all <laughs> ours. Well. Whether you're listening or watching, be sure to like and subscribe and tell us what you thought of this episode. You can send us an email at podcasts at 6035media.org or leave a comment on our YouTube channel.
1: 6035 Podcasts are listener supported. If you want us to keep doing this, please join others in the community who value our bold, independent, truth-seeking journalism. Become a member. Visit 6035membership.org. That's S-I-X-T-Y y three five membershiporg Thank you. Thanks, Cedric.
2: All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.
1: The
0: 60,